What's up, homies? I'm Erica. I'm Roshane J. And thank you guys so much for joining us today. I'm very excited, if you can't tell, because we are talking about Bly Manor episodes four through six. Oh yeah. Part two, baby. Let's Part go. Two. I'm a bl- I'm a little upset by how spot on some of our predictions were. I'm just going to throw that out there. While watching these episodes, I got mad at how much of this shit we called in in that first part one. Why are we so... Why are we, like, big-brained motherfuckers, dude? Like, our brains are ginormous because part one of this review, we called all this shit but we did well, yeah we'll, we'll get to what we were right about because we were right about <laughs> a lot and i was very very happy but also kind of sad um yeah mixed feelings <laughs> for sure very mixed feelings some of the stuff that we were right about as excited as i was they made me really sad so like yay <laughs> Yay for us, I guess. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I think that this batch, like episodes one through three, really like they really pulled me into the story. But I think these three episodes, I like I was engrossed. I was totally in it. Um I think probably ep- episode five was one of my favorites so far but like these past three i feel like they've hit their stride in the mm-hmm. season i don't know if you felt that way um but i yeah. felt like the the story really started to like we've learned a lot actually within these these three episodes so i'm really yeah. interested to see where it's gonna go i think like this whole mystery vibe that they've been going with in this iteration of the haunting series um, I think we really got a lot of that in these three episodes mm-hmm. and in a good way, in a good way, in my opinion. I, I like yeah. I, I like what they're doing. Yeah, I, I love where they're going um, with everything. And I'm really happy that they didn't wait too long to give us answers on certain things, because like, you know, in the first season, you kind of had to wait until the last two episodes to learn a lot. But mm-hmm. I mean, hopping right into it with episode four which is called The Way It Came. I mean, we finally get to hear Danny's backstory. And I was really happy that they were getting into that so early um, because I was worried that we were going to have to wait like the whole season to find out kind of what her deal was and what she was running from. But no, they were like, all right, here here it is. (laughs) Um, Which it's like, I kind of... Like, I feel like going into the episode, I wasn't entirely sure, but I was like, I was getting there. Like, by the end of episode Mm -hmm. three, I was like, if somebody forced me to guess what happened to Danny, I don't think I would have been too far off. Yeah, I wasn't too far off with the accident part of it, like how this person died. But Mm -hmm. I will say... I assumed, I don't know why, I assumed it was her brother. Even in the beginning of the episode, 
um, because we see, so we see a young Danny and a young boy, and you, right away you know it's the guy because he has yeah. those big old round glasses on. Um, yeah. Oh, also, homies, I mean, you know by now, but fucking spoilers, so <laughs> get oh, ready. Oh, yeah, spoilers, guys. <laughs> yeah, we. For, I was like, oh, we didn't say that last episode, but I was like, eh, I'm going to assume that they're going to hopefully find that out fairly soon we got we got smart <laughs> listeners they know they know by now if they're this yeah. deep in they know yeah hopefully you guys have um watched you are watching it along with us <laughs> so that you already know what's going on but yeah so when when it first comes on you know it's the you know it's going to be the guy because he has those big old round glasses on but mm-hmm. i thought at first that they were brother and sister um, I, I can see that. I can totally see that. Yeah, because he says something about his mom or he's like, my mom or mom got me these or something. And I guess I just assumed that he was speaking as in like our mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they're just friends. Um, and you can already kind of tell that he really likes her because um, he like tells her that he wants her to stay over. And she's like, nah, I'm going to go. Um, and then... We cut to later on, and they are engaged. Mm-hmm. And his Which, name. Which uh, a big leap. <laughs> I know. I was like, "All right, shoot." He he was he was ready. He been new from like he childhood. Knew. He was like, "I'm gonna marry you." <laughs> um, but this okay. So this was another part that kind of threw me off because so they're at the engagement party, and he mm-hmm. says something to her. He's like, "We just have to do this once, and then." We're not going to have to worry about this for a while. Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, we've already established that Danny has feelings for women. So for some, my first thought was that they both were gay and were kind of pretending to be in this relationship just because oh, really? of really interesting when, when he said, no, I, that, can see that. I can see that. You know, I can yeah. see that. I can see that. Yeah. And so I I was under that impression for like the first uh, 20-ish minutes of the episode. I thought that he was, that they were kind of just like using each other as a way, you know, to avoid talking to their families about it. But yeah. um, no, he, he really loves her. <laughs> he, he really which, loves her. And Which in your defense though, like Danny, I feel like never seemed enthused about it. So like it kind of leads to that whole idea that you had to that this mm-hmm. was just kind of like a uh uh a, a redirect marriage yeah 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 because she seems very um not into it i mean obviously she loves him you can tell because we see that they've been best friends their entire life and then it's led to this relationship mm-hmm. um but he's talking about her and making this huge speech about her and she looks spooked and then his mom is like in love with Danny and she gives her her wedding dress. And you can see that Danny is definitely feeling uh, divided. She's having a little yeah. internal battle. Um, and this mom is coming on hella strong. Like, all right, granted, mm-hmm. yes, she's known Danny for their entire lives. But I mean, like, lady, like, she's already having a big day. Can you not drop all this baggage on her on mm-hmm. this day? Yeah, the mom was like, yeah, she was ready for Danny to be part of the family. I think if she could have married them that night, she would have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we're starting to get a little bit of backstory on them. And then in the present 
Bly Manor storyline. So in the at the end of the last episode, Owen's mother died. And so we catch up and it's the day of the funeral. And Danny is having a really hard time. She does not want to go to the funeral. Um, she's kind of panicking about it. Um, mm-hmm. And Jamie comes in and is like, yo, you don't have to go if you don't want to. So Danny's like, dope. I'm not going to go. So then Danny goes outside and she finds Flora. And Flora is doing like grave rubbings. Flora's just always hanging out outside being yeah. spooky. This girl needs constant vigilance on her because mm-hmm. she is just always in some place that is unseen on first glance. And it's like, girl, this place is haunted enough. Like, your ass don't need to be disappearing every two seconds. Mm-hmm. Rubbing up on people's graves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, do do your thing. Um, but yeah, so she is out there doing grave rubbings. And Danny, like, brings her or tells her that she needs to, like, come inside. And then Danny runs into Hannah. Hannah Mm -hmm. also decided not to go to the funeral. We get a little bit more backstory about her because she says she doesn't want to go to to the chapel that it's at because she hasn't been there since her marriage. And we also see that Flora is doing, like, a little rubbing inside of that little church that they have, and it says Viola Lloyd on it um i'm gonna go ahead and assume that's the lady of the lake (laughs) yeah is that what it is i the way they presented it it was very clear that this name mattered like i i knew that much i was like this is an important name Mm -hmm. but i i didn't have any idea who it could be it probably is the lady of the lake yeah most likely i'm gonna assume because that's there i was like okay we need to know that name for a reason and that's the only person that they haven't like given a name to so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and and stick that name tag on her for now we'll see we'll see if that's right i i I agree with that call that's that's (laughs) most likely what it is because i know that shot was not just there just for fluff Mm -hmm, right i was like okay something's going on and then i think this is also the time where um she uh danny like points out that flora is always looking over her shoulder and like making eye contact um so then we later on they're like all in the kitchen and hannah wants to make owen's favorite food and danny is helping them make the food and her and jamie keep kind of like making eye contact and danny like goes over to the sink and while she's washing potatoes hands come around her waist Oof, that shit said <laughs> chill up my spine i'm gonna be real yeah and so at this point in time you can kind of tell that go like her apparition that she's seeing is maybe getting stronger because now she doesn't have to look in the mirror to see him like he's just kind of there like Mm -hmm. putting his arms around her um which has never happened before up to this point he hasn't been able to like touch her yeah it had no it hasn't been this aggressive yet like she's only seen him i think at this point we've only seen him in um reflections oh mm-hmm. no no no! at the end of at the end of episode three we do right. get that moment where he's just standing there but outside of that he hasn't touched her or anything yeah so yeah he, she, 
he does that and she understandably freaks out. She leaves the kitchen and then she sees Peter's creeping ass. He's like staring at her through the window as she's walking through the hallway. She looks over and he's there. Peter has mastered the creep look like that look that he gives through the window is the creepiest fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Because he's always has he always has this like smirk on his face. He's got every (laughs) fucking evil look within within those eyes and that little fucking grin. (laughs) Yeah, he's just staring at her. So she like goes and grabs something to hit him with and she like throws the door open but Owen is standing there and Peter is gone. Mm -hmm. So then I like this. So we find out that Owen's mother had dementia and that was why that was why he was taking care of her and um a little bit later on they are all around like the dinner table having dinner together and flora gives this like kind of really like poetic speech about (laughs) how dead doesn't mean gone and that like you can be sad when people have died but there's they're still with you and even though it feels like you're dying too you're alive and i was like all right flora like it was just a really nice speech and everybody's kind of like looking at her like wow yeah that was like really profound like it it was it was a beautiful little speech there yeah it was she was spitting some bars um but so (laughs) so you have she was at the poetry slam (laughs) throwing it down She had her little spoken word moment and everyone was like, yes, Flora. But then Miles, Miles starts tripping. It's like this beautiful moment that is immediately ruined because everybody's drinking and Miles is like, I want a cup of, I would like something to drink. Like I would like some alcohol. And so then all the adults start joking about how like their parents used to give them watered down alcohol and they're all like laughing. And Miles is like freaks out and yells and like slams his hands down on the table and he's like no I want a drink like I want to drink right now (laughs) and then Danny is like all right you're like you gotta go like you're doing the most and I feel like this happens a lot where they have like a really beautiful moment and then Miles has like a freak out or like a switch where he is like really aggressive all of a sudden so then like when she when she brings it up later to miles he doesn't remember like he doesn't remember doing that yeah and it feels honest too like yeah. it feels very honest like he seems like he's actually telling the truth it's like i i don't know what you're talking about yeah he's like really confused like because i don't remember what she says she says something like are you gonna talk about that outburst or something and he's like what outburst like he's genuinely confused (laughs) and he's very and now he's back to normal miles like while she's talking to him you can see that he's kind of like his regular like kid self again and Mm -hmm. he's being really nice and it's yeah it's like it's almost like it didn't happen and then which is sus again (laughs) i'm still calling that he's the imposter (laughs) definitely like 99 percent sure Um, and then also she like Danny kind of fiddles around with, um, Flora's dollhouse a little bit. And Flora's like, yo, don't touch my dollhouse. Like (laughs) she's just, she's like, don't mess around with my dollhouse. Like put things. I love when, I love when Flora just throws it down, like, Mm -hmm. because she's always so sweet and cuddly, like 90% of the time. But when she gets serious, like it just, it hits you like a dagger. 
you like you know she means business yeah yeah but she's also she's also pretty grown for her age like we see Mm -hmm. it more as the episodes keep going and we'll probably talk about it more but like for a kid she is very well spoken and very aware of kind of her situation and where she's at like she is a smart young girl she is yeah and she's very articulate like when she talks she says things that are like way beyond her age (laughs) it could just be because she's british like maybe that's just how all british kids are they're just extra smart maybe we're just dumb and so we're like i never (laughs) understood that when i was a kid but we didn't learn these words until we were like 22 (laughs) that's true maybe it's just like the brit the british thing but i feel like miles even doesn't talk as grown up as flora does sometimes or as true i guess like poetic as she does yeah she's very eloquent like when she speaks she's classy she's very classy (laughs) um so they all of the adults so jamie owen hannah and danny all decide that they're gonna go out and like sit around this bonfire um and throughout this episode we keep we're still getting flashbacks of what was happening with Danny and Edmund. Basically, we're just seeing more and more of her being like, bro, I really don't want to do this. Like we see her getting fitted for her wedding dress and she seems very uncomfortable and she kind of seems like she's into the girl that's doing the fitting. And Which then, who wouldn't be? That girl was gorgeous. She was a beautiful mm-hmm. human being. <laughs> she was beautiful. And it was very, like, sensual the way that she was, like, touching her. And she was, like, complimenting She gave Danny. She gave her the, like, like the, like, the light skin smile. Like, she looked Danny <laughs> straight in the eyes and just gave her that little, that little smirk. You know which one I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. And I was like, I mean, I get it. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, Danny. But yeah, so um, then we go out to the bonfire. Everybody kind of does a toast for those that they have lost. So Hannah does one for Rebecca, and then Jamie does one for the Wingraves, and Owen does one for his mom. Owen gives like a great monologue um, about his mother and you know, dealing with her having dementia and the funeral and everything. But Danny opts to skip. She doesn't want to do one. And so now we finally get what had happened. And what had happened was what had happened was that they were so her and Edmund were at a dinner and she's kind of trying. She's like, you know, I don't want such a big wedding. I don't want to do Like, I just feel like there's so much pressure. There's a lot going on. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I thought you were going to say that you didn't want to get married. And she's like, (laughs) (laughs) now that you mention it, (laughs) I kind of (laughs) don't. But yeah, so she breaks off the wedding and Edmund is very upset, obviously. And so they get into an argument. They're like sitting inside of the car and they get into an argument and he's kind of trying to leave the car and she's trying to get him to stay but he eventually breaks away from her throws his door open steps out of the car and then you just hear like this car approaching and then he turns around to look and as a car is coming towards him it like illuminates his glasses and it like it rocks him he's gone 
It like man just, is yeeted across the yeah, damn street, it which I will say. Right over him. Part one, I was like, it kind of looked like headlights. Those were yes. my exact words. They, I'm, yes. tell, I'm telling y'all, listeners, I, we were we were on it. We were on it with our prediction. Mm-hmm. But see, I will say what I thought was going to happen. I thought he was going to be driving his car and get into Fair. an accident. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe he got into like a head-on collision with another car. I wasn't expecting him to like hit, get ran over by a car, like point blank period it was so fast um mm-hmm. and yeah he's 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 basically done i mean danny does call she like takes him to the hospital and then they pronounce him dead there but so and then right away like basically right after he dies she, danny goes into the hospital bathroom and she sees him behind like basically right after he died she starts seeing him mm-hmm. so you can tell it's been and you know it's obvious that it's brought upon by her guilt and she feels yeah. bad because you know of what had she feels led like up to the events <laughs> yeah so I and she kind of she even goes over that too like when she gets that alone moment with mm-hmm. jamie like she kind of talks about it yeah her and jamie get some alone time and jamie is the first person that she's told that about what happened and and then they start kissing and you're like yay like <laughs> they're happy and then and then danny opens her eyes and she sees and <laughs> she sees him <laughs> sitting right behind jamie and the whole time in my head i was like just keep your eyes closed girl like <laughs> just be in the mm-hmm. moment don't open them but no she opens her eyes and he's he popped up like surprise motherfucker <laughs> he, he was like are we down for a threesome and jamie was like no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he, she sees him she gets freaked out and so then jamie is like you know what like i get it that was i shouldn't have you know we shouldn't have been moving that fast you just told me what happened and so they kind of call it a night they go back to the bonfire and we get a little bit of hannah and owen in the middle of a conversation where owen is telling hannah that he wants her to go to paris with him and hannah's kind of like laughing it off which <laughs> Dude, at this point in time, I was like, oh, my God, I want Hannah and Owen to be together so right. much. But I Is know that it's not, not going to work out. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, we're not going to get that level of happiness. But they would Dude, make the sweetest fucking couple. like sweetest, the freaking sweetest, cutest couple ever. They're both so sweet. And, like, he's clearly so into her. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because even at this point in time... I'm like, there's no fucking way they're going to get a happy ending. (laughs) There's no way. I just. Absolutely not. uh, It's such a bummer. But yeah, she kind of just laughs it off and they leave. And then Danny. Okay, so this whole ending of this episode, I thought was really cool. So Danny Mm -hmm. goes inside. She like gets ready to go to sleep, but she can't sleep. So then she heads back downstairs to get some more wine. And. Flora wakes up and looks into her dollhouse and she notices that Danny's doll is not in her bed. Mm -hmm. And then she like looks over the camera pans over and we see that the lady of the lake, what we presume to be her doll is like in the hallway. Mm -hmm. And so Flora is like screams for miles and they both run downstairs and they like intercept Danny 
And they come up with this story where Miles is like, oh, Floor was having a nightmare. But they, they're like trying to keep Danny standing where she's standing. So like they keep lying, like they keep making up the story. And then mm-hmm. you see behind ba- uh, behind Danny, the lady of the lake is just like walking behind Ugh. her, crossing the room where Danny oh would have been God. walking yeah. had the kids not come down. I will give this season this. Like, I am terrified of the lady of the lake. Like, mm-hmm. she terrifies me. Yeah. I think how they set her up was awesome because, like, you fear that you fear her as much as the kids fear her. Yeah. And, like, she's just this constant imposing threat you're always like oh she's gonna get somebody you know she's gonna get somebody yeah she's always just kind of like her presence especially for the kids her presence always seems to be lurking and i love this idea that like the kids really really are trying their best to keep them safe and Mm -hmm. like that's not how scary that must be to be kids because when uh flora not so much because i feel like flora sees the ghosts a lot but when miles sees the lady of the lake walking by like you can tell he's really scared yeah he's he looks distraught um which is fair because she's really scary she like doesn't have a face and yeah (laughs) she's always she's got she's she's doing some mean grudge vibes which yeah I'm like that that figure is always terrifying like the white dress black hair Mm -hmm. thing that that is burned as a horror movie image in my brain. I cannot. Yeah, it it it's working. It's working for me for sure. And but yeah, so they managed to distract Danny long enough that the lady like walks out of the house and mm-hmm. Miles goes, closes the door behind her and then Danny takes them both back up to bed. And then the episode ends with Danny going outside and she takes Edmund's glasses and she throws them into the fire. And then she looks up and Edmund is just standing there and he's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Like he's just standing there staring at her. And then it kind of just ends with her sitting there drinking like talking to him yeah so which is interesting like i'm kind of well i have some feelings about this episode but i'm curious how you felt about the episode you want me to go first or you want to go first uh i want you to go first oh okay um i really liked this episode i think like i'm interested because i'm not quite sure if this means that because Danny is like dealing with it now and not running from him, if that means that he's gonna kind of let her be, mm-hmm. um, or if this is all kind of like a moot point and she's just always gonna be hunt- haunted by him. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, like, I, I really, I did really enjoy seeing, you know, Danny's backstory and learning what happened, but I do feel like my favorite bits of this episode were what was happening at Bly in the present time um rather than like seeing her backstory just because i really liked all of the stuff with the kids and them dealing with like this grief and stuff i really enjoyed that Mm -hmm. aspect of it but no yeah i really liked this episode and i liked the way that they tied it all together okay what about you yeah i i think you kind of touched on like a bit of my feelings about this episode is like i for me this i i enjoy the episodes but this was a weaker episode for me mm-hmm. and the only reason being is like i did feel like 
Although I like Danny's backstory, I feel like within the confines of this episode, it didn't feel like it had that much weight. Mm-hmm. And part of that I attribute to the fact that, like, although her being haunted was scary to me, I was never really scared of Eddie's ghost. Like, his ghost, like, outside of, like, the hands-on-the-waist scare, like, every time he would, like, pop up, it kind of be like, ah, he's there, but, like, I it didn't instill the same kind of fear like the lady does. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that she ultimately ends up kind of conquering this fear of him and like moving on. But it felt almost anticlimactic in a way. Mm -hmm. Like I, I enjoyed the ending. I'm glad that she did what she did. I love that instead of being afraid of him at the end, she's there. She's like, now what? Like, what's up? Like, yeah. What, what are we, what what are we doing here? Like, I like that she stood up to him, but it didn't like, it didn't hit for me, if that makes sense. Like, I'm glad it happened, but it didn't have the punch that I feel like I wanted it to. Yeah, that's fair. I think that this season, specifically for me, um, I I like this idea that they're going with this um, of being, like, stuck in this cycle of grief and mm-hmm. kind of being, like, how you can keep getting caught up in these memories and, like, reliving this cycle of grief. Um, and so I think that the way that these hauntings keep happening, um, it's not so much like a big, like they're not jump scary or anything. They're very like slow and they sit Mm -hmm. for a very long time. And I'm interested in seeing how that all ties together. But I think for the theme, at least that I feel like they've been going with, that him just kind of being there works for me only because everybody seems to be haunted by this thing that's just kind of like always there like it doesn't like go away and then reappear it's just like kind of always around and so yeah so him just kind of chilling and her being like all right what are we doing like what (laughs) what's going on with this and they're not really being a resolution I like mm-hmm. that, but I am interested in seeing, like, what now? What does that you know? mean? Yeah, like, yeah. what happens with Edmund now? Because we don't get that in these next two episodes. We don't no. have any... And I think that's one, of, that's one of the things, too, is uh, these next two episodes, even though Bly isn't Hill House, it still kind of follows this formula of, like, there's usually a topic person per episode. Mm-hmm. And I think the next two episodes, when they go to the topic of their characters, it feels like a lot of the story weight and the interest that I have for the show is based on the character that's getting the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting to me that like I felt like the big compelling parts of episode four, a lot of them weren't dealing directly with Danny and her backstory. And so I think... It was kind of, it felt off to me because, like, I'm so used to focusing on just one character and what they're going through during an episode when it's, like, their episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt like the ex- the auxiliary stuff to what was happening to her was a little bit more exciting for me. But yeah, I still don't think it was, like, a wash of an episode. Like, I still think it was, like, a good episode. It's just, like, it, it didn't, it didn't, like, have me go, like, oh, shit, like some of these other episodes did. Right. Speaking of oh shit, let's get into episode five. Yes, sir. This episode is called The Altar of the Dead. I think so far this is my favorite episode. Um, I think agreed. I think so too. I was an emotional wreck um, by the time that this episode <laughs> ended. And 
I still am an emotional wreck, but <laughs> I'm gonna talk about it. <laughs> so we finally get into Hannah, who I've been dying to figure out this whole yeah, time. Yeah, right. I will say I thought she was a ghost. Yes, you time. did. Yes, you did. And a ring-a-ding-ding, folks. We have a winner. <laughs> uh, but this is definitely, this is one of those ones where, like, I was so upset that I was right. You know, like, yeah, it didn't seem like it would be so sad to me when I mentioned it before. And I was like, I bet she's a ghost. Like, I, I didn't, it didn't seem like that would be upsetting. But the way that it unraveled, like, really, it really did something to my, to my soul. <laughs> I feel that I was not, ex I should have been expecting this tragic because it's Hill House or, I mean, you know, it's this series, but mm -hmm. I was, I wasn't ready. Yeah. So, uh, this, this episode is a little bit, I, I don't, I think it'll be easier going through this episode and just talking about more of the like things that we learned in this episode rather than trying to go chronologically because the yeah. way that this episode is set up, basically Hannah keeps reliving these moments that have happened to her. And so we are like, every time she walks through a door, she's in a different time. It's a different day. There's a different situation going on and she's confused. And so we like bounce around a lot. So I think I'm just going to go over like the important things that we learned in this episode and important things that happened. Um, yeah, it's probably the easiest. So and first of all i kind of i thought it was kind of interesting how so owen's mother had dementia and like that's you know a big thing that they talked about so when this first started happening and she kept getting confused and like forgetting where she was and forgetting what was going on at first i was like does she have dementia that's what i thought too i was going down that route i thought that she was just suffering from dementia or starting to get it. Yeah, but I think that maybe they're just making a parallel between what it feels Death like. Death and dementia. Like, maybe? well, what it, yeah, like what it feels like to loot because a lot. Owen talks a lot about how her his mom basically like lost herself. Like she wasn't the person that she was when you know that he knew growing up, and he's been taking care of her, but she wasn't really her. She was like a smaller version of herself. And mm -hmm. so I wonder if that's kind of how it feels to be a ghost is it's like, you're never really the version that you were before. You're just always kind of reliving these moments and they're all scattered inside mm -hmm. of your mind. Um, and you never really know, cause we've never really seen the point of view of like what it feels like to be a ghost, right? Yeah. And it seems like it's really, really fucking unfortunate. Cause like, <laughs> Han it seems like Hannah has no control over what moments she relives, where she's at, what she's yeah. doing. It's just kind of things that keep happening to her. And and, that's well, really and the scary. director too. The director too has talked about like how he loves to play around with the idea of like time and like how time works mm -hmm. and just that like it's not a linear thing like a lot of us think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like it, it, the episode starts off again with Owen asking Hannah to come to Paris with him. And then from there, we do a flashback and we find out that Hannah is the one that initially interviewed Owen and hired him to work at Bly. 
And mm-hmm. we also finally get to meet the Wingraves for the first time. And they seem lovely. They seem like a very nice couple. Um, specifically the the wife. She's very she seems very sweet and yeah. she's like very kind to Hannah. And so we find out that Hannah's husband cheated on her because she used to live off of the property. She used to live in the village, but then her husband cheated on her. And that's kind of how she ended up living at Bly is basically Mrs. Wingrave was like, you can stay here like forever if you want. (laughs) Um, So that's how she comes to live there. And then we keep having these moments from the beginning because we see a, a flashback where the Wingraves come home and Henry is there. It seems like he used to come and visit them all the time. And Peter is there. And you can tell from the jump that Hannah and Peter just do not vibe. Like they just, she does not like him. Yeah. Like she has no time for his bullshit from the beginning, it seems. Like she knows. Mm-hmm. She knows. She knows. She knows. She knows. Yeah. She knows that he is about that life that she's like not trying he's to live. trash he is he's oh fucking trash human he is but it's so crazy because you you kind of feel like we'll talk about it but you kind of <laughs> i don't know i kind of felt weird about peter but um but yeah so every she like she keeps having these interactions with peter so the first one is they have this kind of like back and forth um when he first brings the wind graves and then they have another moment. We finally get to see what happened after Rebecca and Peter got into that fight. So Peter comes back and he acts like nothing happened. Like he walks right up to Rebecca and is like, what's up? What's up, babe? And she's like, mm-hmm. yo, like you disappeared. You yelled at me. You made me feel bad. And now you're back. And he's like, that wasn't me. Like. I just love you so much. And and Hannah overhears like all of this. And yeah, so that's basically how Peter like gets back into Rebecca's good graces by not doing shit. Yeah, baby, take me back. <sighs> okay. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Ugh, I know. It's ugh. and so Hannah sees that and she's like, mm-hmm. And she talks to Rebecca and she tells Rebecca, she's like, I'm scared. Like Peter scares me. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. should not be with him. You should you should break up with him. And Rebecca kind of blows her off. Which which hit different too because she was even like, Yeah, he scares me too. And then like she gives like this other reasoning for it, like <laughs> yeah. it excites her and shit. I'm like but you're scared of but him, like, yo. Like yeah. she's like, it scares me how exciting he is and how he makes me feel like I can do anything. I'm like, it's but like, you use... girl, have you heard of a red flag? <laughs> like the I'm, fuck? I'm like, but I'm confused. Yeah, she's like on a whole nother another level of scared with Peter and Hannah's like, okay. I mean, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and so um Hannah keeps seeing these cracks everywhere she goes it's like the same crack pattern but she keeps seeing it on in different walls and there's a moment where she's in the church and she like opens the door to leave and it's completely like there's like a stone wall in front of the exit she can't leave 
and she keeps flashing back to the interview with Owen. Like she keeps coming back and back and back to the same moment. It's almost like her anchor moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, this reminded me of like those acting exercises that we used to do where you would have to say the same lines over and yep. over again, but like have a different Differently. Intent. Yeah, every mm-hmm. time. Because they keep having to do the same like dialogue back and forth, but then it'll change a little bit because uh Hannah keeps being like, didn't we do this already? And Owen's like, yeah. Yeah, we did this already. And but we like, got to do it again. Yeah, but we got to do it again. And she's like, why? And he's like, come on. You know why. And she's like, do I know why? And so <laughs> they keep going back and forth. Another thing that happens is she catches Miles trying to light a cigarette. Like he's trying to smoke. And mm-hmm. he has Peter's lighter because Peter gave him his lighter. And Hannah's like, Miles, you can't smoke. Like, what are you doing? I know you miss Peter, but you can't smoke. And Miles, like, runs from her. And he's being just really... This is probably the scariest that we've seen Miles because he's being really weird. Like, more so than almost, like, menacingly weird. It's kind of the same energy um, of when he put Danny in a headlock. It's yeah. the same, has the same energy for me. <laughs> Maybe even a little bit worse. I'm going to be honest yeah. because like it feels more because even then, like it was malicious, but it had like this level of playful, mm-hmm. like this version of Miles has no play. Like he's, he's not fucking yeah. around and like you can tell. Yeah. He seems like he really doesn't like Hannah. Like he looks pissed at her and he like laughs at her and she, when she mm-hmm. tells him not to smoke, he's just being an asshole. And at that point, I was like, just get just get rid of the boy, Hannah. You can't. <laughs> there's nothing to be done for him. Um, but Chuck his ass in the lake. Fuck it. Please, for me. Yeah, so she keeps kind of running into him, and he keeps being really menacing towards her. And then she runs into Peter, and he is stealing a necklace from the Windgraves. He's, like, in the wing that they're not supposed to be in. And Hannah catches him stealing. And they kind of get into a little tiff where Peter is basically like, you know, you're the you're the help. Like, they're never going to me and you were the same. They're never going to respect us like we are just considered the help. And we're never going to be more than that. And Hannah's like, well, I don't care. Like, I I live here now. (laughs) Like, you need to leave. And Peter is like, you should be nicer to me, Hannah. And as being such a little bitch, like, <laughs> he's just the worst. He's really the worst. And he always has that smug look on his face. Yeah, man. Fuck Peter, dude. But I love seeing Hannah stand up to him. Like. Yeah, she she does not back down. Mm-hmm. Like. She, like, does not care that he's, like, being really scary. She's like. Yeah, the way she the way she holds her hand out when she's like, "I'll take the necklace." Mm -hmm. I was like, "Hannah, go ahead." Yeah, go ahead, Hannah. Show me what's in your pockets. I was like, Hannah, (laughs) you are being a little feisty for someone who's in this wing alone with him um, in the middle of the night all by yourself. Like I get you. She she did it though. She did it. She She did that. She really did do it. I was like, I give you your kudos, but girl. Being a little reckless at the moment. Yeah. Um, we also get this moment with her and Owen where she talks about this 
mouse, like this guy came in and put mouse tra- like glue traps everywhere to catch mice and how she like saw a mouse that had like chewed its own leg off just to get out of the glue trap and she equates that to Rebecca and Peter and that Peter is the glue trap and Rebecca's going to like be destroyed basically by Peter. Mm-hmm. And then fi- so then we finally end up seeing the night like the last night that Rebecca and Peter were together and you can already tell some weird shit is going on because Hannah is there she's just standing in the room watching them but they don't see her and basically Peter is like you and me we should go to the United States I'm gonna get us a bunch of money and we're gonna run away together because um you're never gonna be a lawyer here I'm never going to be more than what I am here. I love you. Let's go. And Rebecca's like, okay, I love you too. Let's do it. And Peter's like, okay, I'm going to go get my shit together. And then I'll be back um, tomorrow night to come and get you. And she's like, okay, cool, bet. And then Peter leaves. And after he leaves, Rebecca looks over and she sees Hannah. And she's like, what are you doing here? Like, you've never been here before. And she says that she loves like Rebecca is like, I love coming back to this night because Peter like is the most like himself. But um, don't go out the door because this is when I think it happens. But Hannah goes out the door anyway. Mm-hmm. And I will say this part surprised me. This part is good. This part is this good. This part is real good. This part is real good. I was shocked. I, my mouth was agape when I was watching this <laughs> part because I was not expecting so much to happen at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Hannah goes outside and she sees that Miles and Flora are standing in the hallway. They woke up. They heard a noise and they woke up and they see Peter. And because Peter like went back, stole the necklace and is going to take it and sell it. And they see him and he's like, oh, go back to sleep, blah, blah, blah. Everything's fine. And he's like standing in this shot where we're like, seeing him his side profile and then there's like darkness next to him where like you would go down the stairs so it's like completely dark next to him and out of the shadows comes the lady of the lake and she chokes the shit she puts her hand around peter's neck and drags him down the hallway and is just she gives him a full undertaker just grab to the throat Mm -hmm. like drive-by fucking chokehold like I have never been so scared yet satisfied in a moment (laughs) before (laughs) because like I was terrified at what was happening, but I was kind of happy it was happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like seeing a Disney villain get off and you're just like, ah, seeing somebody die in a Disney movie kind of sucks, but they were kind of a piece of shit though. So you're like, but they were they were the villain like they did kill like bambi's mom so they gotta die Mm -hmm. but it's crazy Mm -hmm. yeah he he gets dragged all the way down the hallway she's choking him the whole time the kids are screaming and she takes him around the corner and then you hear him stop uh resisting like he stops fighting back because he's suffocated and Mm -hmm. but then he walks he just walks back around the corner and he's like, what are you guys still doing up as if none of that just happened? And they're just like, uh, they're like, and I'll admit I was a little confused in that moment. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And I kind of assumed I, cause I've seen this like a couple of times and like ghost things where people die and then they forget. 
that they just died. They like wake mm-hmm. up and think that they're still alive and nothing has happened. Um, so I was thinking that that was probably what had happened, but it is very jarring because he comes around the corner, says the exact same thing that he had just said before. And the kids are like, what happened? And he's like, what do you mean? And so then after a little while, he's the lady of the lake comes back and she's still dragging his body and she starts dragging his body down the stairs. And so Peter is like, oh, shit, yo, give me my body back. <laughs> he's like, yeah, stop. He's like yelling at her. And as he's yelling at her, he walks up and he like puts his hand on Miles's shoulder and Miles starts saying what Peter was saying. Like he finishes Peter's sentence. And we were right. Like I fucking said, yo. Yeah. That shit. I knew I knew he was giving off mad possessed vibes. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew he had them possessed vibes. I've seen enough horror movies to feel that shit coming. Yeah. So Miles is, yeah. Peter is able to possess Miles, but only sometimes. Um, he's yeah. not able to be in there all the time. We're still not quite sure how that works. But yeah, so he, when he touched him, he was able to transfer part of himself maybe into Miles. Um, yeah. And so then Hannah has seen this. And it kind of puts a new spin because now you're like, okay, so Peter was already dead before. That's why he never showed up, right? Like, that's why he never came back for Rebecca's because he was already dead. So we kind of have that piece of the puzzle. But now we still need to figure out what happened with Rebecca. And so now we get another flashback with with Hannah. She basically has remembered what happened. But she flashes back to the day that Danny got there. And she sees Miles standing by the well talking to Peter. So she runs up to him and she's like, you know, trying to get Miles away from Peter. But Peter at this moment in time is in control of Miles. So he's pissed. He's like mad at Hannah. He's mad that Hannah's always messing his shit up. And he pushes as miles he pushes hannah down the well and so she falls down the well and she dies and that's the crack that she keeps seeing because there's a crack in the bottom of the well and that's why she keeps seeing it everywhere poor hannah it's so sad the worst part too is that's not even the most tragic part of this goddamn episode. No, it gets sadder still. <laughs> Somehow they make the episode get sadder. And I'm like, uh. So you're like, oh, fuck. And you're like, dang it. And so, but of course, she's a ghost now. So then it goes back up and she's standing at the top of the well looking down at herself. Which we did get this scene when Danny got there, which is like a fucking mm-hmm. great callback because that is where we met her yes. initially was right after that moment. Right there zoning out. So Miles, Miles like wakes up now and now he's really Miles. So he doesn't remember what just happened. And he's like, Hannah, what just, are you okay? Like what's going on? And Hannah's like, obviously in shock. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so now this is the moment where Flora and Danny walk up. So she literally died right before Danny got there. Mm-hmm. And um, so now we find out that all of those times when like Hannah seems like she's miles away, it's because this is what's happening. She's like jumping around to different times and sh- like she's just zoning out and 
living different memories again around. and yeah, stuff like that. Bopping around to different live like time periods and stuff. But so now we get to the part that shattered my heart to a million pieces. We go back to the bonfire and once again Owen is saying like, you know, the future's never promised. Uh we need to go now. Let's go to Paris while we still can. And this time Hannah is like, yes, like, yes, Owen. I'll go to Paris with you. And she's like all smiling and she's all happy, but they can't hear her saying yes. Like it continues on, you know, the way that it already happened because this moment has already passed. And Mm -hmm. so they leave her there and she runs after them, but she can't leave the property. She can only go so far. And so she like, they like she like loses them in the fog and she stands there and she keeps having to repeat to herself like i'm hannah gross the year is 1987 miles is 10 flora is eight because it seems like that's the only way that she can keep herself grounded in the present time and she keeps having to Mm -hmm. remind herself like this is what's happening this is the year this is who i am because otherwise she'll just get stuck you know in these different time lapses and just be lost and that's like the only thing that keeps her present in the moment. So tragic. I was so upset. I had to turn the show off. I had to put on the Great British Baking Show um, <laughs> to make myself happy again. It was it's so like, sad. Like outside of the writing alone, like her performance oh is God. just so good. And like you really feel for her. And just the the array of emotions you watch this woman go through throughout the course of this episode is... Uh, it's hard. It is it it is is a lot mentally to kind of deal with. And I do think that they might have honestly, like you were saying before, been kind of making or they were alluding to what dementia probably feels like and like the similarities mm-hmm. that are there, because like I feel like a lot of things were kind of um parallels to what people probably experience while they're dealing with that. Yeah. Like I don't think it was a coincidence that the disease that they gave Owen's mother was dementia. Like, I yeah. I don't think it was. I think that that was very specific because, yeah, because Hannah does have to continue to remind herself what's going on, what year it is, who she is, in order to not lose herself within yeah. these memories. Basically, because that's basically what they are. She's just reliving all of these mo- moments and these memories. Yeah. And... Oh, God, it was just like seeing her be like, yes, Owen, I'll go to Paris with you. And just knowing that that's After never she knows happen, that she's died. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was the fucking worst. Just rip my heart out. Why don't you? <laughs> oh, and also, too, I thought that this was something that was interesting is earlier on in one of the episodes, um, one of like the first three of them. Uh, Miles mentions to Hannah, he's like, I had a nightmare. I had a really bad dream that I hurt you. And Hannah's mm, like, Yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, she's like, No, like you would never do that. But it's because he's just remembering that moment. It, it just, mm-hmm. he thinks that it's a dream. And that's another thing that they do a lot in this show is the whole, like, I just had this Using dream. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's real. I there's one thing that it's more of a question and although I love this episode it's something that I think I hope they explain or at least explore is I still this many episodes in don't quite understand the rules of the ghosts 
because like one of the things that was stopping me from just initially also being like, yo, she's a ghost is like even within these, I guess, memories, she's still interacting with the physical world. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that part is kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around because even when Peter becomes a ghost, he's still able to, like, momentarily interact with the material plane. But we have the moment where Miles hands him something and then it just drops through his hand because he's not, he's a ghost now. So, like, they kind of go back and forth on that. And I'm not exactly sure what the established ghost rules are yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of hoping that by the end of the series that there's like a definitive like these are the things that the ghosts can actually do. So the what what I picked up from this episode and this may totally be off base, but what I thought was that when they kind of forget that they're ghosts, they can interact with the world as Hmm. if they weren't. And then when they remember, they kind of have this like momentary lapse because it felt like with Peter, when he didn't remember what had happened, he was fine. But then when they gave yeah. him the doll and he really looked at it and he remembered, that's when he couldn't like grasp it or hold on to it. Yeah. He was like, oh shit, like I'm not alive anymore. I just died. And it seems like for Hannah, she has moments where she remembers but for the most part it seems like she doesn't like because she just had to go through this whole journey to remember like oh shit i'm dead so i wonder if maybe most of the time she just thinks that everything's fine she's alive alive and everything is normal and then maybe she has these moments where she's like oh my god no this isn't real and then she has to bring herself back by doing that like i'm hannah gross thing so Mm -hmm. that's what i thought but um yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see if maybe that changes or if that's incorrect. <laughs> but that was mm-hmm. what I was kind of picking up from this. Um, and just the way that Peter like was able to momentarily hold it when he couldn't remember and then dropped it. But who knows? That could possibly yeah. change. It could be. I mean, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But we do have one more episode. And Indeed. what's a what a reveal mm-hmm. it was because uh this this little bit of plot caught me for a loop i was not expecting this shit yeah so <laughs> i wasn't yeah there was a there was a couple things that happened in this episode that i was surprised i so episode six is called the jolly corner i'm gonna go ahead and hop into it because i want to talk about <laughs> i want to talk about something where i don't really know how i Well, I don't know. I don't really know if it was necessary. So Mm -hmm. right away, like we so this episode is mostly about Henry, um, Henry Wingrave, who is their uncle. Like it's mostly about him. And then I guess it's shared between like him and Flora, I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. But so on Henry's side of the episode, we see that he's still getting mail for his brother. Like. He's still receiving mail to his office, which is weird because his brother has been dead for a while. Um, And we keep seeing this person in the shadows. And you're like, and and at first I was like, oh, shit, he's haunted by his brother. (laughs) But then we finally like see the face and no, he's haunted by himself. It's Henry looks just like henry but just like 
a more sinister version of Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, uh, well, the first thing I thought was like, oh, okay, he's maybe harboring like uh, he's haunted by himself. So he must have done something that's like still bothering him. And immediately I was like, wait a minute. Did he did he sleep with? uh mrs wingrave like in my head really you caught that just from the beginning yes because what because i couldn't think of like i couldn't i don't know why that popped in my head and this might be why i kind of was like i don't know if i like that this was the thing just because i feel like it's slightly overdone Which doesn't mean like, oh, my God, another affair story. Like, yeah, obviously that happens, um, you know, in life and stuff. But I don't know. I just I I was just kind of hoping it was going to be something else. But I guess I just thought of that because the first thing that popped into my head was like, what could he have done that was. Really, haunting him yeah that was like really bad and he, the way that he looked at the letter it's like a letter to his brother and and it just seemed the whole thing just seemed kind of weird and so i was like what's something that he could have done that's like horrible and i was like oh, oh maybe he had an affair with mm-hmm. the wife but i was like oh, i don't know i hope it's not that but it was that <laughs> yeah i was i don't know what i i don't remember what i initially thought but like I knew that his haunting revolved around the death of his brother and yeah. like that would be something that was the the big factor for him in his haunting. But like I couldn't until like because it's about like halfway through the episode that you get enough context clues to and then that you literally see it that he's having an affair um, with Mrs. Wingrave and it's like, OK, makes sense now. But for me, like I, I wasn't able to piece it together at the beginning. I just thought that he was somehow involved in the death of his brother Mm. and that was what was haunting him. That was all I was really able to pick up from the start. Well, but also too, because right after that happens, they have that flashback and we get this flashback to the night that she was giving birth to Flora and the brother is like, oh my God, she's so early. Like, this is crazy. She's so early. And when he, when they both go into the room, the wife looks over at Henry and mm-hmm. just the just the fact that she looked over at him and made eye contact with him, I was like, did y'all sleep together? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just wasn't receptive during that period because I didn't even catch that, truth be told. Yeah, because the, the husband comes in, he runs up to her and like grabs her hand and she does, she looks over at him. But then she looks mm-hmm. over at Henry and like just the look that they gave each other. And, was like and, a... and it was weird because I was like, okay, in my head, I was like, okay, maybe she's just looking over him like, hey, can you leave the room? I'm about to give birth. Yeah, I think that's what I thought, too. I was like, he's like, she's like, um, this is between me and my husband. Can you bounce? Like, but, you're not involved. But the look that he gave back to her made me be like, okay, either they have had an affair or he is in love with her and, like, it's unrequited. Like, I just thought, I was like, okay, so he has some kind of feelings towards her. Um... But See, you were just far more aware during this episode <laughs> than I was. I, I, and truth be told, I did like binge this right after the Hannah episode, so I could have just been tuckered out <laughs> yeah. watching this one, and I'm not, I'm not catching all these context clues. But nah, I was, I was very much surprised by the by the reveal that they were mm-hmm. together. Yeah. So 
a lot of the flashbacks that we get throughout this episode are courtesy of Flora. So Flora, in the very beginning of the episode, she wakes up and she is like laying outside. She wakes up. She seems confused. We then cut over to Danny bringing coffee to Jamie and they're still on like weird terms and you can tell that Danny is kind of trying to apologize for like what happened and they they end up making up and Danny is like we should have a date at the pub one of these nights and I was like Mm -hmm. no bitch go now I was like just Mm -hmm. go right now go have your date now because that date's never (laughs) gonna happen if you don't just go do it tonight (laughs) yeah you get get one day for this Mm -hmm. I was like oh lord they're never gonna get to the pub so yeah they they make up but then Danny sees that Flora is like walking outside still in her pajamas when she thought that the kids were still asleep so Uh they run over to her and flora is confused and then we see like it cuts to flora's perspective of her like looking up at danny and jamie and then we see that rebecca is now standing next to them and rebecca reaches out and like et touches (laughs) flora's forehead and flora faints like it knocks yeah. her out. This is when we get the pass out uh, mm-hmm. motif. I couldn't remember what episode it was happening in. Yeah, yeah. So this is the one where we get the pass out. And so then Flora wakes up in her bed and she looks around because she hears a noise. She looks over and there's a little boy standing in the corner of her room. She goes over and like spins him around and he doesn't have a face. And so she screams and runs away and she runs to her mom. So at this point, we're like, okay, this is this is in the past. And mm-hmm. this is. Yeah. So she gets to her mom's room and Uncle Henry is in there popping on his his shirt. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, yeah, they're for sure smashing. Yeah, that's that's what <laughs> I knew. But like it was this deep into the episode. Yeah. Before I was like, oh, they fucking. Mm hmm. Yeah, so they're smashing. Flora's kind of like, huh? But doesn't worry too much about it. And so then they go back to Flora's room and they kind of have a conversation with her. Henry's like, hey, maybe if you give the boy his own story, like he won't be as scary. And then Flora, Flora's like, I'm too old, like for this conversation. And the mom is like, yeah. And Flora's like, I was five when this happened, but now I'm eight. And the mom is like, yep. <laughs> so then <laughs> Flora figures out that she she calls it being tucked away in a memory, which mm-hmm. basically just means that she passes out and she like goes back and relives these memories. But we find out when she wakes up, like when this happens, it makes her really like tired and exhausted. And she basically has to sleep for like the rest of the day. And it seems like it kind of makes her forget moment, like moments in time. She like forgets Mm -hmm. that she's done things or that she's been walking around and stuff. Like it just makes her forget because she's like totally caught up in this memory. Reliving it, Mm -hmm. I guess. I guess we're meant to assume that she's like actually in the memory, kind of like Hannah. Yeah. Mm, I actually I have a bit of a theory. Hit me. Um, But I'll save it for no. I'll save it for a little bit. I'll save it for a little bit. Okay, so, oh, so we also find out, so we pop back over to Henry dealing with his 
<laughs> my TV caption kept calling it his alter ego every time it talked. So <laughs> Henry is talking to his alter ego. And we find out that Henry is the one who, who has been calling the house and not saying anything. Uh-huh. So he is the prank caller. And also Danny keeps calling him because she's worried about Flora and he never answers. He always has his assistant deal with it. Yeah. Um, so then we have another moment where like we go back to Flora's room because Danny's really worried about her. She goes and checks on Flora. She has a little conversation with Hannah and Hannah basically says like, you know, the day that the Wingraves died, like Henry kind of died too. Like he has never been the same. And so mm-hmm. Danny like goes in to just like check on Flora. She goes up, like rubs her head. And as she's walking back out of the room, you see the little boy behind her playing at the dollhouse. Mm-hmm. I liked that shot. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Because he's just like chilling there. And you kind of miss him. I missed him the first time, but I was like, I feel like there was something there. So I had to go back. Yeah, he's he's actually in quite a few shots where he's very subtle. But he's there, mm-hmm. like yeah. There's like one, there's like one sequence in like a doll room somewhere where he's definitely within the like gathering of dolls, but you can barely see him. But mm-hmm. like he moves around a little bit. Mm, yeah, he's uh, obvious. It's best to watch this show at night, homies, <laughs> or mm-hmm. in very low light so you can see everything. Watching, trying to watch this during the day is a rough ride because you definitely miss a lot of the background scares um but then so we do another flashback um where henry like calls the house because he thinks that they set up this idea that like the dad is out of town a lot and so henry calls the house trying to talk to um i don't even know what her name is mrs wingrave's real name but he calls the house trying to talk to her but then flora answers the phone and then flora hands the phone over to her dad and you can tell that the dad is kind of like getting suspicious because yeah he's he's like why are you calling here i'm confused (laughs) because he's like didn't you think i was out of town and you can tell that he's kind of like okay what's going on here so then we find out that henry is the one that got flora the dollhouse and after he drops it off, um, that you can tell the the mom is like, "Look at the dollhouse that Henry dropped off," and the dad is pissed. You can tell. Yeah, he, he knows about that shit. He he knows. He <laughs> no. knows their their confrontation in the kitchen uh, oh. was that was rough. That was mm. rough to watch. That was like because it felt. I I think they did a great job with that scene because it felt so real. Like it, mm-hmm. they played that really much like a spouse was caught cheating and the conversation that would ensue afterwards. Like it felt very genuine. Yeah, it felt really very sad. grounded. Mm-hmm. The dad seemed destroyed by it. Yeah, he yeah, because he he basically confronts her in the kitchen late one night, and he is like, because Flora's about to turn six in the flashbacks and he's like you know i was doing the math in my head and for flora to have come as early as she did she wasn't a very small baby and he's like but if she came right on time then you would have gotten pregnant in august and i wasn't 
here in August. So he basically like does the math and he figures out that she was sleeping with Henry and he asks her, he's like, do you love him? And they both just like break down into tears and it's very, very sad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, So another thing we see is that, so Danny and Jamie finally like are able to get together. Jamie tells Danny all about her childhood. It was very rough and they kind of like find some common ground and they're finally able to get together. Jamie spends the night and when they wake up in the morning, Danny notices that Jamie has like a burn on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, which seems very important. They did a close up on it for a long time, so I'm gonna assume yeah, that. Yeah, so it's gonna mean something. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna come back later. Um, Danny sees that Flora is back at it again. She's like walking around the garden, and she's confused. Flora's confused again, but then Rebecca touches her again, and it immediately snaps Flora out of it. Like all of a sudden, now she's fine. She's like, oops, sorry. Sorry to bother you. All right, I'm going to go now. And then like runs, <laughs> like runs away. Mm-hmm. Um, but then later on, she gets tired and she goes to sleep. We see in another flashback that the dad basically like banished Henry and kicked him yeah. out, kicked him out of the uh, or was like, don't ever come to my house. You're dead to my family. <laughs> don't ever talk yeah. to. And, and the dad is actually the one that tells henry that flora is his daughter mm-hmm. he didn't know that which is nuts because i thought that he knew up to that point so i was like oh dang yeah it's been six years and he didn't know yeah no idea which i'm glad that because i mean mr wingrave definitely got the short end of the stick in terms of like plot mm-hmm. events so i'm glad that he got to have this moment of yo fuck you dude like yeah. because he like, I mean, we don't know much about him, but all we've really seen of him is him just getting fucked over. Like, he really is, he's just kind of doing his thing. And, like, his his brother and his wife ended up having this affair. Mm-hmm. And then, like, his whole world came crashing down. Though, like, back in the kitchen scene, though, I did like that he was he was broken, but he was empathetic because he's like, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like, I'm not around a lot and, like, you get lonely yeah. and, like, I get it. Yeah, he was like, you must get lonely. It's just you and Miles. It was just you and Miles, like, this big house by yourself. Yeah, because you can tell that he, he wants to make it work. Like, that's the yeah. thing. He wants them to continue to be together. Like, he doesn't want to split his family up. Yeah, that was his big thing during the conversation, too, is, like, the biggest thing you need to take away from this is that's my fucking daughter, not yours. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if it's biologically your daughter. Like, I'm going to be the dad to this daughter. And yeah. then and he he says that shit with authority, too, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and he's, like, taking a bunch of shit out of the office, and he decides that so him and his wife they're gonna go to india and like basically relive their honeymoon so the reason that they're going on this trip is because of the affair and that is also the trip that they have the accident on so you know henry also feels this guilt now because they wouldn't have gone on that trip probably if they yeah he was definitely the catalyst Mm -hmm. yeah and so we finally get to see 
like we go back to Henry and his alter ego. We see the moment that like Mrs. Wingrave went to visit him before they left. And she basically is like, yo, this is goodbye. I'm going to try. Like, I want my family to work. So like, this is it for us. And, and, Hen- <clears throat> and Henry's like, I love you. But she's like, eh, well, you know. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> like, sorry, bro. Yeah. So, so his alter ego makes him relive that moment and also makes him relive the moment that he got the phone call. And so we also find out that the reason that he calls the house so much is because he's hoping that Flora is going to answer the phone because he doesn't talk to them mm-hmm. anymore. It's like the only time that he can really hear her voice. Um, but so he, he calls and they pick up the phone the first time that he calls, but then he calls later on that same night and the phone is disconnected. Mm-hmm. And he thinks it's really weird. He has a really bad feeling. So he's decided he's like, I'm going to Bly. Like, yeah, something's I gotta not see right. what's up. Yeah, something's not right here. Uh, which is probably. And he's not wrong. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> which is probably a good call because uh, back at Bly, <laughs> there's some shady shit going on. So, also, did this whole thing with the dolls freak you out? Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, I hated I had a that. Feeling. I mean, you like, already knew I hated mm-hmm. that shit, but like. Every there were so many doll motifs in this episode. <laughs> I was just cringe mode the entire time. Yeah, because Flora Flora follows the little boy upstairs into the attic, and there's a bunch of like dolls in the attic, and he tries to like blend in with the dolls, but then she sees him, and she pulls a doll's face off and then puts it on his face. <laughs> She's like, here's your new face. <laughs> it's so goddamn creepy. Yeah. I hated it. It is pretty creepy. But so she wakes up and she's pissed because she's like, I can't keep going and being lost in my memories. So she like summons Miss Jessel and mm-hmm. she tells her like, I don't want you to do this to me anymore. Like, why do you keep like making me go back and she and Flora's like I don't want to be weird anymore <laughs> like I don't want to be mm-hmm. strange yo let me be a normal yeah. kid fuck yeah and she's like I don't want Miles to be strange anymore and Rebecca's like what's wrong with Miles and then Flora's like there's nothing wrong with Miles when he's Miles and Rebecca seems like confused so I don't think yeah. she knows that Peter is doing what he's doing yeah it seems like she's unaware mm-hmm so I'm like, girl, fight back. I hope that she does something about it. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. But so Danny walks in and sees Rebecca sitting there talking to Flora. And yeah. so she gets Flora and like tries to take her out of the room. And once she gets out of the room, she spins around and she sees that Peter is standing at the end of the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, so while she's like distracted by Peter, Rebecca comes up and puts her hand on Flora's shoulder And then Mm -hmm. Flora runs up into the attic. Danny chases after Flora. And when she gets up there, Flora's like, I'm sorry. And then Miles comes out of nowhere and thwacks Danny over the head with like a candlestick or something. (laughs) I don't know what it was, (laughs) but he hits her over the head. And that's how the episode ends is like her falling unconscious. Which is like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Now, my my theory is now after like us talking about it and like it actually popped in my head mid conversation is like I'm pretty sure Rebecca has been possessing Flora 
in order to like kind of just live again. Mm-hmm. And so like I kind of think every time that she's being tucked away and dreaming because we keep getting Rebecca doing the like little ET tap on her head and it seems like physical contact is what is uh is part of these possessions. So like it would make a lot of sense why a lot of times Flora might seem so grown up and shit. And so eloquent is because it's actually Rebecca just trying to get a little taste of the of the world of the living again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but as far as what's about to happen in these last couple episodes, I'm honestly I'm not really sure where they're going with this. Like, yeah, me neither. The attack kind of caught me off guard. Like when they were in the attic, I kind of felt like that was about to happen, but I have no idea why. Like I I. I don't know what Peter's end game here is. I don't know what he's trying to do. Yeah. Um. I'm just like I'm not really sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he's trying to do either. I mean, I'm assuming that he's just wanting to take over Miles, but people just keep getting in the way. Like Hannah was in the way. He got rid of her. So I'm wondering now if because Danny saw has seen them and she's like seen too much. If they're just trying to get mm-hmm. rid of her. Um, maybe I don't know I just want Hannah to be happy <laughs> right <laughs> that's all I like, want like all this being said forget all the other characters let Hannah live off her ghost life in a nice happy place yeah. and we've got a good show yeah I would be happy with but I'm sure that's not gonna happen um, I'm sure she's not gonna get her happy ending which makes me sad but um, I am super excited that now that we've recorded this I can go finish the last three episodes and figure out right. what is going on. Because after yeah. she fell out, I was like, oh, shoot. Now I've got to know what's going on now. Yeah, this one I have less predictions other than the yeah. Rebecca call. Like, I'm just really not sure where they're, how they're going to end this. Yeah, me neither. I still, I'm still in belief that the narrator is Flora. Um, okay. I'm, st- I'm still I'm still team Jamie. I still think it's Jamie somehow. Okay. I still think it's Jamie. I'm still holding on for Flora. Yeah, that's really the only prediction I guess I have at this moment. I'm kind of afraid that Hannah is going to sacrifice herself to save the children. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess those are the only two things that I feel coming. Yeah. What if, and I'm going to throw this out there as a wild, I don't actually think this, but as a what if, like what if they're all fucking dead? Like, what if everyone's just already dead? I think that I wonder, though, I feel like Owen isn't like. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Owen. I think Owen and Danny are good. Are good. Yeah. Those two. Those two I could see being alive. But if it turns out that literally everyone else, including the kids, is already dead, I I think I wouldn't be as surprised. And then mm-hmm. Jamie, I think, is also alive, too. I don't think Jamie's dead. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Though the burn mark something thing might is, be a thing. Yeah, I was like, something is going on with Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know if that was just a leftover thing from her story about her childhood, but she didn't mention anything. Yeah, it could be just to, like, have to rewatch that monologue and see. I know maybe. she mentioned something about a boiling pot of water, but I thought that was a metaphor. Maybe she actually did forget to watch a boiling pot of water. I don't know. Um, huh. But... Yeah, there's definitely something going on with Jamie, I think. So I'm excited, homies, to see how this ends. So far, I really, really like this season. And I'm interested in knowing what you guys think. 
of it so far or even if you finished it like feel free to let us know your overall thoughts just don't give away like the don't go thing. too much into detail of like i thought this because it ended like this just you can let me know <laughs> let us know overall um without going too into it um but then after next monday's episode comes out and the final part comes out we can talk away about mm-hmm. the overall um but yeah that is gonna be it for part two of our bly manor episodes um we are looking very much forward to our final part three next week um leave us comments about it go ahead and message us on our social media at homies of horror or send us an email we are homies of horror at gmail.com please go rate and review us on podcast apps uh it very much helps and we always appreciate it and be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast so you are the first notified when our episodes drop every monday but yeah that is it for us homies and we will be checking you out next time yeah we'll uh, catch you later homies bye